Hello and welcome back to the 20 Minute Fitness Podcast. This is episode number nine. Happy holidays everyone. I hope you are enjoying the time off or the time spent with your friends and family. Um, Of course, we're back again to deliver some more fitness and health related content for you to keep in the back of your mind while you gorge on all the great Christmas food that is out there at the moment. And today's topic is actually quite a fitting one. It is on mindful eating. And we are going to discuss this in two different ways or two different directions. Firstly, we are going to consider how mindful eating can be an alternative to counting your calories. And then we'll look into mindfulness and mindful eating ship you have with your food. But firstly, as I said, we're going to look at how mindful eating can be a substitute for counting calories. So let's get into it. You have probably heard people say that fitness is 80% diet and 20% training. And this is to some extent true. Obviously, the energy we take in and the energy we expend has a a great sort of impact on whether we achieve our goals or not, whether we, we pack on lean mass or whether we cut body fat. Um, and obviously, and people generally say that the training supplements it. Um, I like to say personally that it's a hundred percent commitment to both your training and your diet. And by this, I don't mean that you can never eat a, an unhealthy food again, or you should never skip a training day or anything like that. What I really mean by a hundred percent commitment to both is that um, you need to understand what is necessary to achieve your goals according to your diet and training and put these into place. So you do need to take rest days and you know not train all the time. You can have a cheat day to um, make sure you're on track on the long run in terms of fitness. The 100% commitment really comes into it um, in terms of knowing what to do and then not feeling guilty if you've made a mistake and you know adjusting and fixing in the future. So personally, I've tried counting calories many times. Um, when I'm really looking to get leaner, I do it. I you know, use a scale like everyone else and measure out my food. But I find this very tedious and it really takes away the appeal of eating. You don't um, really value the food in the same way. You see it as energy rather than something that you should that should be enjoyed. And, you know, I find it very... But if you're a busy person, if you've got a tight schedule, I find it very inconvenient to measure out every morsel of food I have. And in terms of counting calories, the FDA actually have an allowance of plus or minus 20% accuracy for the calorie information and the nutritional information on nutrition labels. So although it is an accurate way of ensuring whether you're in a calorie deficit or calorie surplus, is it the be all and end all? Not really. Um, And so mindful eating in one respect comes into as an alternative to counting calories, as I've said, that's meant to make it more, less tedious, more fun. You're meant to enjoy your food more again. And before we move on to what exactly I mean by this um, form of mindful eating, we're going to discuss a few problems with calorie counting, apart from the fact that it's, you know, time consuming, uh, not very fun and things like that. So according to Precision Nutrition, um, 
the nutritional information on the back of a package can actually be up to 50%, um, have a margin of error of up to 50%. So, you know, that is hugely inaccurate. So you um, you might be tracking your calories completely wrong and then not be within your macronutrients you set yourself or however you choose to do it. Also, I feel that when you're tracking calories and using a sort of numerical way of making sure you stick to your diet plan that the stress about these numbers can build up and you know everything resolves around these um revolves around these numbers and increased stress can actually uh contribute to increased fat storage because what happens is um when your body fat when you when you become stressed your this has an effect on the hormone secretion and its physiological changes on the body. So when you start to become more and more anxious and uptight, cortisol levels increase and this directly um, increases fat storage in the abdomen and around your organs where there are more receptors for cortisol and a greater supply of blood. Cortisol also um, increases and stimulates insulin release and the maintenance of blood sugar levels. The end result of these actions can actually be the increase of sorry the increase in cortisol can actually be uh, an increase in appetite and an increase in cravings for a sweet like high fat salty food. So stress can actually make you binge eat more or you know just choose those unhealthy foods and have those those craving feelings that you can't seem to get over. Um, and also when cortisol levels increase, the body produces less testosterone. And this leads obviously to a decrease in muscle mass. So with less testosterone to build your muscle mass, your body starts to burn fewer calories because the more muscle you have, the more metabolizing it is. Um, Another thing we looked into as to why calorie counting isn't really the be-all and end-all, is the Altwater system, which is used widely as the base for calorie estimation, um, assigns a certain number of calories to each macronutrient. However, according to the Idea Fitness Journal, it's not actually a proper estimation for protein, like dense and full and raw consumed foods. The American Journal of Clinical Nutrition has actually said that the system isn't accurate for low-fat and high-fiber diets either. So potentially the calories we assign macronutrients, so four calories per gram of carbohydrate, may actually be inaccurate as well. So counting may not be, as we've said, the, the system to go by. And... When you use your fitness apps such as MyFitnessPal, Lose It, you know, there's tons out there, Macros Plus, um, often they don't have the exact brand that you are eating, uh, they don't have the exact food type you are having, and so you have to go off someone else's estimate of a different brand, and again, there is some discrepancy there. And obviously, finally, we'd say that not all calories are created equal anyway. So is it really um, the right way to measure your food by say by just purely focusing on calorific intake? Um, probably not, because it doesn't consider things like micronutrients. Um, in one study, subjects ate a whole food sandwich with multigrain bread and cheddar cheese, you know, proper uh, organic ingredients. And the other... Uh, control group ate a processed sandwich with white bread and a cheese product. So both meals had the exact same number of calories 
and nearly identical macronutrients, but the study found that those eating the multigrain sandwich ate 137, sorry, expended 137 calories after the meal, but the group that had the processed food only expended 73 calories. So this shows there's almost a 50% reduction in the thermic effect of food. So not all calories are created equal, as we've said. So as we sort of um, pick some holes in calorie counting, obviously I, I'm not trying to say don't calorie count. It is, you know, it's been used by many fitness influencers, many uh, competitive bodybuilders and myself, and I do have results with it, but I find it very unsustainable personally. But if you're doing it and you can stick to it, carry on because it, because it is one of the best alternatives to maintaining a healthy diet lifestyle at the moment. But we're going to discuss an alternative now. So mindful eating, using your hands to monitor your food intake. Um, and we have a nice infographic of this on our blog, so it will help you actually picture this better. But I'll try and describe it as best I can. So you don't need to count any of your calories. It's all based on visuals. So for women, they recommend that you should have one fistful of vegetables one palm-sized sort of portion of protein, a cupped hand of carb-dense food, and a thumb of fat-dense food. And I was actually doing these with my hands as I read them out. But um, that's what they advise you to have. And that will actually, you know, it's, it's trying to get a sort of balanced diet containing all macronutrients and not too many of either of them. Um, and for men, they recommend... Two um, fists of vegetables, two palms of a protein-dense sauce, two cupped hands of carb-dense food, and two thumbs of fat-dense food. So this way, you know, you're not having the the monotonous act of weighing out every item or every food item you have. You're not sort of um, being pedantic over the amount of sauce you put on. You are just really measuring using your fists, which obviously are very accessible, um, the different macronutrient ratios. And obviously, the food amounts will differ for everyone because everyone has different sized hands. Um, your hand size is actually dependent on your body. So this factor makes this, you know, that makes this an affair and personalized approach. So you don't have to look at your friend and say, why are you eating more than me, for example? And then we wanted to actually look at mindful eating in another sense. Um, mindful eating can also be considered a technique to help you gain control over your eating habits. And it's been shown to help you lose weight, reduce, bin reduce binge eating, and actually help you feel better. And it comes from the Buddhist concept of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a form of meditation that helps you recognize and cope with your emotions and physical sensations so when it's applied to mindful eating when this mindfulness is applied to mindful eating what happens or what should you do to live by this lifestyle and they really the essence of it is building a better relationship with your food and actually appreciating your food more it's not just an energy source it's you know something um, that you are intaking to make your body function optimally. So you should focus on it, on it and how it makes you feel in that respect. So they recommend um, 
eating slowly and without distraction, it takes our bodies almost 20 minutes to realize when we are full. So my biggest problem with when I'm trying to lose body fat is I wolf down my food and then I feel like I'm still hungry. And again, I'll start eating again straight away. And that's because I don't let my brain register that I'm satiated. I don't actually realize that I've had enough food because I'm eating too quickly. And that's when, you know, you hear people say, chew X amount of times more to reduce your calorific intake. So, yeah, so there's eating slowly and without distraction. Without distraction also also refers to no TV on, not being on your phone, not reading. You don't want to be multitasking while eating your food. Your full attention should be on your full food. You should be mindful of the act of eating. And that is... um, what they're really trying to get across in that message there. The next sort of point about mindfulness and mindful eating is listening to physical hunger cues and only eating when you're full. Sorry, until you're full. (laughs) So if you feel like you're full, listen to that. If your stomach begins to feel satiated, stop eating. You don't need to overdo it. You don't need to... Um, necessarily, I know it's a waste, but you don't need to necessarily finish everything on your plate. Um, only listen to what's physical hunger, which is you know physical hunger rather than hedonic hunger. And hedonic hunger is we've discussed this in a craving blog on our on our blog page. Hedonic hunger is more about cravings and having that emotional feeling that you want a certain food, but it's not necessarily physical hunger itself. So. Listen to the physical cues that your body is giving you. And the next point they actually, you know, furthered was so distinguish between this actual hunger and craving hunger. And you should also try and learn how to cope with guilt and anxiety about food. Everyone, if they eat badly one night, feels anxious or guilty the next day. They feel like they have to make up for it either by exercising more or limiting their calories significantly to make up for them taking in too many calories the day before. This isn't a great approach. Um, You shouldn't have to feel guilty or anxious about enjoying yourself once in a while. You should, you know, just reset, get back on track and start again. And don't think about it. It's okay to eat more than, you know, more than you've set yourself for a day every so often. And then they go on to this sort of relationship building effect is um, furthered. They want you to understand the effects that food has on your feelings and your figure. So what foods are making you feel good about yourself? What foods are making you slim down or bulk up? They want you to actually understand the effect this food is having on your body. So it's really about understanding everything to do with what you eat. I love this expression from a fitness influencer known as Brandon Myers. He says, if you eat right, you feel right. And if you feel right, you look right. And that's it. that is true. If you, you know, if you're eating right, you generally feel better about your body. You feel you're more positive, you're sticking to what you know is right and everything else falls into place. Your your physique will then fall into place for you. So 
try and follow that motto, look up Brendan Myers and maybe listen to him. He's quite motivational, got some good stuff to say. And the reason why mindfulness has become such a popular trend at the moment is because eating has become a mindless act. It's a rushed act, it's treated, you know, food is treated more as a snack than an actual meal we should enjoy. And this can be problematic. By eating mindfully, you restore your attention and it slows you down and it makes eating an intentional act instead of an automatic, mindless um, process. So is there any uh, scientific backing to this? Really, you know, focusing on mindful eating and where your food came from, how it affects you and everything like that. And there have been a number of studies actually conducted on this. A six-week group seminar on mindful eating among obese individuals, um, resulted in an average weight loss of £9 during the seminar and um, the 12-week follow-up period. And another six-month seminar resulted in an average weight loss of £26 without any regained weight in the following three-month period. And it's that last sentence which is the most important, that no one regained any weight in the following three months. 85% of people who follow a sort of strict weight loss diet plan regain their weight in the next few years. But mindful eating is not a diet per se, it is just focusing more and building a connection with your food. By changing the way you think about your food, the negative feelings that may be associated with eating are replaced with awareness, improved self-control and positive emotions. We actually, unknowingly, I wasn't actually going to cover this subject today, but unknowingly, um, whilst Team Shape were having lunch, um, we started talking about, uh, we went to a ramen restaurant and we started talking about different ramen restaurants. And um, Alex, our our co-founder, was talking about a ramen restaurant he went to in Hong Kong where you eat in a booth and... You know, you're, even if you go with a friend, you eat by yourself because they want you to focus on the food and really experience the flavour and get the whole um, effect and the whole, uh, you know, smell, everything like that. Your attention should be on the food. And so that really they're trying to inspire mindful eating and this new mindfulness approach towards eating. So in terms of how you at home can kickstart your new mindful eating or mindfulness approach to your diet obviously you can eat more slowly don't rush your meals chew thoroughly don't you know swallow half chewed bits of food as i've already mentioned eliminate distractions by turning off your television switching off your phone and focusing on the food eat in silence Focus on how the food makes you feel inside. Stop eating when you're full and ask yourself why you're eating now. Are you hungry? Is this actually healthy you eating any more than you than you have already? If we start if we treat eating like a snack, we are more likely to overeat later. And we've already covered this covered this before in one of the first podcasts we did. A study was conducted on a number of people those who ate like um, treating meals as a snack with sort of plastic cutlery, standing up, and those that sat down and focused on their meals. And those that sat down then ate less of the snacks that were presented afterwards. 
So mindfulness is really about rekindling a relationship with our food. It's about understanding the process, where it's come from, what it's doing for us, how it's making our body function, why we should pay more attention to it, and understanding that what foods are or correlate with a healthy lifestyle. And that is basically it. That's a different approach to eating. It's really understanding your food and you don't have to count calories. You know, we've already mentioned you can use the different hand technique to monitor your calorific intake. And yeah, let me know if anyone tries that and how they feel about it. Just look up more into um, mindfulness and mindful eating and see if it's something you guys would like to try at home. So I'll finish with Brendan Meyer saying again as well, if you eat right, you feel right. And if you feel right, you look right. So that's all we have time for. Thank you very much for listening. And I have one quick favor or announcement to make. Um, If you give us a review or rating on iTunes, then we will send you a mystery prize. So all you have to do is write us a lovely review and a rating, screenshot that review and rating, send it in an email to charlie at shapescale.com with your shipping address and we will ship you a prize. Thank you very much for listening and happy holidays.